everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is our Tribeca Film Festival review of The Party's Just Beginning. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we continue our trek through Tribeca Film Festival. Um, I, think, I think we're at peak film recording right now. It is... <laughs> It's currently 12.37 in the a.m. We have two reviews to try to record real fast. We recorded three this morning. We recorded three this morning. I edited and released one. We went to two movies in between. Yeah, it, it's, it's been a long day. Um, and tomorrow we have to get up nice and early and uh, start a day at work. So should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, Stephen? We get into this review of The Party's Just Beginning. I, I, I'm excited to, but I first just want to mention that we are currently recording in the dark, in some lovely mood lighting, in a living room together, and I feel closer to you than I ever have on the podcast. That I just wanted to say that. Ironically enough, I think we're sitting the furthest away we have ever sat, besides when we used to record in my old home many, many years ago. Well, absence makes the heart grow fonder, so... <laughs> um, but yes, we're going to dive right into this review of uh, a film which I assume also has no trailer yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, this story uh, is about a young woman who has a friend who takes their life, uh, takes their own life, <laughs> not... <laughs> the lead character's life is not taken by the friend. Right. You know what I mean? And it's sort of a story of her dealing with the place that puts her in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Stephen Miller... What did you think of this film? Uh, so it's probably worth mentioning that this movie is directed, written, and starring Karen Gillan. Uh, it's her first time ever making a movie, and she wanted to make the movie about her hometown of Inverness in Scotland, which had like a particularly high rate of suicide. Uh, so that was the primer that we had. That was her little spiel for 30 seconds before the movie started. Um, and so I want to cut back and tell you a story. of About a year ago, I went through a period of like, a couple days where I decided I just wanted to listen to only depressing music. Like I, I wasn't particularly sad. I just like wanted to put myself in that headspace. And like the best, most depressing thing I found was a band called Arab Strap who have a song called the first big weekend. Um, and they are unsurprisingly from Scotland. And I'm realizing there's this thing about like Scottish art or Scottish media that seems to like thrive in this dingy, depressing, let's just drink and do drugs and party like there's no tomorrow because our futures are bleak type of worldview where it's like party party like the world is going to end, right? Yeah. Um, and to me, this is the filmic equivalent of that song. Um, and its effect on me is very, very similar to the effect of Arab Strap. Uh, this is going to be a really cliche comparison too, but I think like... This has a lot of similarities to Train Spotting as well. I'm not saying it's nearly as mature a film as Train Spotting. I would say quite quite the opposite. This is quite I, an immature film. I don't know that Train Spotting is a mature film, but that's a conversation for another time. Sure. I I would say this is not as uh impeccably created as Train Spotting, but there's a lot of similarities. Like there's the heavy drug and alcohol use, there's the dinginess of the city and the the characters that seem to have nowhere to go, nothing better to do, but contrasting that with like high energy music, high energy editing, things that feel like tonally odd. It's like a bump in party is happening, but the actual content is very depressing. Um, 
So this movie it's basically the opposite of Tolly. So I praise Tolly for being like Jason Reitman's <laughs> most mature movie to date. I thought it was like nicely subtle, crafted very simply, leads you through emotions at the appropriate pace and never goes like too big or too small. Um I think this movie goes too big constantly and that just endears me to it. Um it, it I feel kind of like I felt when Garden State came out where it's like this person who just is reaching for all the top shelf <laughs> ideas and they might not always be earned like they're reaching for the highest of highs all the time but it's it's just refreshing i don't know i mean uh karen gillen is about my age which means i think she was like 24 or 25 when she wrote this movie and i think you can definitely tell in the way the movie is set up this is kind of non-stop what if this depressing thing happened? What if this depressing thing happened? A, f- a friend is gay, so of course he's going to get attacked by someone within like five minutes of walking outside on the street. There's lots of things that are like very melodramatic in the crafting of this movie, but I think... I mean, even that that scene specifically was... It, it wasn't just that her friend was gay and was walking out on the street. It was the friend had decided for the first time to dress up as a woman. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that was the statement she was trying to make in that moment. Like, Nothing about that kid got him punched up until that moment in the film, right. um, which is one of the scenes that I hated the most. Like it just felt out of nowhere, and so uh, so I, I thought it was definitely trying a little too hard. But I I, I didn't mind because to me that kind of young over the topness also translates to a lot of fresh feelings. I thought the energy level in this movie was killer. I thought, like, from the opening scene, it was, like, very, very easy to be into this movie and be be vibing with what uh, the director wants you to vibe with. Um, it, it kind of came off as a sort of, like, big fuck you to the rest of the world, like, just in the way that it opens and the, the way that it kind of has a blasé attitude towards alcohol abuse and drug abuse and all, all of these things that, like, another movie might treat as really, really, really serious and just depressing in a very, like sterile sense this treats it very much as a this is my life what else do you want me to do and and i just thought there was a kind of boldness about that um there are certain things that i think were an accident for instance i think there's a time shifting element to this movie that i think she probably intended to be obvious that was not obvious to me at all but like not knowing that it was jumping around in times made it feel very like hyper real and dreamy to me in a way that I actually really enjoyed. Like I gave up on trying to figure out what the reality of the film was very early. Um, and what was left uh, was just a movie that I really enjoyed. I think it's super flawed. Of course. I think it's like a young immature work from someone who had more emotional ideas than she did like ideas in the right way to craft a compelling story. But I, I don't know. I really liked it. I, I did not really like this movie. <laughs> um, and I think it's it's very... There are plenty of films that we review on this podcast that I don't like. And I think there are plenty of times when I'm fine like just ripping into a, a piece of filmmaking and saying, like, this is what I didn't like about it. I think it's 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 very strange in the context of watching the film with the creator in a room who is, like... A nice like it's it's a nice person who is there physically and exists and is very excited to show off 
what she made. And a lot of people vibe with this film. And I did not. And I did not on a visceral, like visceral <laughs> level. Like I, I very much, and, and I have a lot of problems with this film. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I have problems that stem from before the film was decided to be made. Um, the filmmaker made the statement. She introduced her film by saying... Um, so the main events within the film are completely fictional, um, but it is based on a real statistic that the suicide rates in the Highlands of Scotland are significantly higher among young men than the rest of Scotland. And I grew up there, and when I read that, I was like, why is this happening? Like, why is this the case? Because it's such an idyllic place to grow up. Why do we have this looming over us? Um, and so I felt, in, you know, compelled to write a story about it. She doesn't seem to have a close personal relationship with the subject matter other than it's her hometown. She may not fully like she is making a film about the fact that something exists, not about something she went through or something people close to her went through that I can tell. And I think that this is a film where a lot of people want to or try to commit suicide. And I don't know this film like this film is about her idea of how suicide affects people, not about the people who decide to commit suicide. And I, I have a like sort of a problem just from the get go on that. Um, and I'm not speaking from a place like I know of people who have committed suicide. I don't have any people like directly one step away from me. It's like I'm, I'm not taking a personal stance against, against this for any sort of principled reason. I just. When she introduced the film, I felt a little uncomfortable in the statement. I was like, well, maybe that's maybe she's just excited and said it in a weird way. And she didn't just decide to make a film about suicide because she read a statistic. And then I think the film bears out that she just was like, this is interesting. I want to make a film about how that makes me feel. But I, I don't know. There's something that very uncomfortable about about this film that sort of didn't prime me to just immediately enjoy the film. Mm -hmm. um, the, the stylized nature of it doesn't feel... Um, it, it's, it's style for style's funness, and I don't think it adds a lot to it, and I don't think that I understand character motivation other than fuck the world, I'm angry at things. I don't, I don't think that the things she does to escape are actually helping her escape. She, like, going out and picking random guys to sleep with and eating fries <laughs> doesn't... Like, I don't see how the character in this film achieves something more about herself. There might maybe a film that we might uh, uh, be reviewing later, which I think handles a similar motivation of a character much, much better. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Just this film... The style was weird. The, the time jumping really bothered me, too. Because everything is set in motion by one death that actually happens. And then there's other deaths that either don't happen or are metaphor for the equivalent of them happening. Like there's, there's yeah, really... I, think if, I think it's not supposed to be clear or matter like how literal you're supposed to take those, those deaths. But I agree. And the... But this is a film about how there's an unusually high percentage of suicides per male resident in the town that she grew up in. And I feel like showing other male characters who may or may not be killing themselves in these flashes that she has seems bizarre right, but to that, me. 
to me, that means like this framing put you in the wrong headspace for the movie because my interpretation of her saying that, or at least my interpretation, the moment the movie started was not, this is a movie about the problem of suicide and how to prevent it. Right. Or, yeah. or anything that literal so much as I now have a statistic that matches this feeling that a lot of people who grew up in my part of Scotland have felt before, which is like depression or a lack of opportunity or a lack of a future. And let me explore that. And like, I do, I think there's something irresponsible maybe about letting suicide be the vehicle by which you explore feelings that for the most part are more about, the feeling of not knowing what you want to do with your life or feeling just hopeless or out of touch with the people around you. Like that, that is definitely an example of grasping for one of those top shelf dramatic things when you could have easily like gone down a few shelves and still been totally fine with the result. But yeah. I, I didn't take this movie literally except for when it comes to the one friend at the center of the film and there of, what she seems to be saying is just how it's hard to forgive the people that leave you behind. And I have no reason to think she hasn't experienced something like that in her life. I mean, I have plenty of people definitely have uh, who are of a certain age. Like if, if you knew enough people, odds are pretty good that like this has either happened to someone in your circle or someone, you know, one circle removed from them. So I, I don't know that, the lack of authenticity on that subject didn't bother me just because I felt like the the style of the film makes it clear out of the gate that it it isn't like a PSA on suicide or a a study on what this one town does. The town is just like a vehicle for what what seems to be a through line in like Scottish film in general to me, which is like depressing, gritty young people living in situations where they feel like they have nowhere to go and nothing to do. And like, what does that, what does that do to a person who recognizes it and wants to get out of it? Yeah. Um, I, I guess, I guess for me, I feel like this is a film that takes place in the middle space of another story. Like mm -hmm. it's remove the motivations and just show the behavior. And that's the movie that we've created. And I guess I, the, I don't know, like, I guess she does her best to try and explain why the first person commits suicide. And that itself feels a little cliche to me. Like, the the way that's built up and, yeah, just, it, it just, I don't know. I, I, I feel maybe if this film was more linear and I could follow the thread of what is real and what is these like weird visions she has and could follow um, what she's actually trying to say versus just like screaming at the world. Um, I, I would be more on board with the narrative of this film, but just something, something was just very, very strange. I mean, also, I mean, this is, I'm going to do a crazy comparison I know you didn't see it, but like a few weeks ago, I went and saw Oh Lucy, mm -hmm. um, which surprisingly to me, like I texted you when I got out of the movie, I was like, wow, I didn't realize this was a movie that heavily dealt with suicide. Like, and in that story, there are a number of characters who 
feel lost, don't know what they're doing on their path in life, and make rash decisions that relate towards like that. Basically, that there's a number of people who do things that endanger their own life, um, and that film is about uh, an apparent culture of suicide in Japan, right? <laughs> like, and I that felt like the film was trying to make statements on thing things, and also trying to make statements on belonging and having a loss of hope of of the path that you're on, mm-hmm. and. I'm not saying that is a great film, but I see what that film was trying to do. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, so this is a different movie than I expected. Cool. Um, but I feel like this film, I, I didn't know what it wanted to do other than like the filmmaker wanted to make a movie and she did. And mm-hmm. I don't know, may, maybe if I was, if I grew up there, it would feel more authentic to me or it would... If I listened to your band, <laughs> it would be something that would that would that would be more resonant with me. But it just it it yeah. I, I just didn't know why I was watching this. I guess and, and, right. And, and I, yeah. I I don't have a really good defense on on any of that. Yeah. Like this this is certainly a young, immature movie. And I do think there's like a recklessness with the way that it treats certain subjects. I guess I just, I believe it because I believe that the filmmaker believes it. Like this, the sort of movie that I watch and I think like that is how a 25 year old feels in these situations. And the way they choose to express it is by reaching for the huge dramatic arcs. Like rather than just having nice, subtle conversations, there's going to be, heavy 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 drinking rather than someone having a stifled relationship with a parent the dad is going to be addicted to heroin and die <laughs> you know like everything is going to be like the big twist over and over and i don't i don't think there's great justification for that it's just something about the whole package here for me made me like how unafraid it was to just turn everything to 11 and see what happens i i found i found that somewhat endearing yeah and and, and like i'm one once again as is becoming a thread with me on one film a day apparently is like i i didn't vote for this in the audience award i didn't give it a bad rating because i'm fine just saying like this film was just not for me and i didn't um i didn't enjoy it like some of the performances were totally fine i think there are moments of comedy in the film that were entertaining. Um, I like the accents. <laughs> it was kind of fun just as characters would do whatever they were going to do. Um, but it just, for me, it was, it just, it did, I, I wasn't on board for it. And mm. I don't know what it could have done differently to bring me on board. It just, it just was not my cup of tea. <laughs> Fair enough. Or dram of whiskey, <laughs> or a shot of vodka. Yeah, as as uh, is the filmmaker's preference. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's fine. It's fine. I I, I completely understand your reservation. Yeah. Like a lo- a lot of times, I don't say I can't defend a thing. A lot of times, I say here's how I'm going to defend it, and here's why you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. In this case, 
this very well could be my equivalent of like a happy anniversary or something where I'm yeah. just like the the emotions worked for me. There was authenticity to her worldview and in the feelings her character is portraying. And I thought there was a specificity to like the time and place. Like it, it, it felt very real. It felt like one of those small towns in Scotland where not much is going on and people have nothing better to do than to sit around in a rainy parking lot and smoke doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just had, I I found it to be believable in some dimension and I really liked the energy. I liked a lot of the transitions in this movie and the way that it seemed to never want to sit in one place for too long. It seemed very like restless in a, in a way that I dug. I will say that from the opening shot, I was like, "Mm, I want to go there. Like where, wherever that thing right on the water is, where like the water level is right up alongside street level. Mm-hmm. Um, hope it never rains there. <laughs> but uh, that, spoiler, it, it rains all the time. Yeah, yeah. But it it just looked really cool there, and I was like, mm, I might have to take a trip there, yeah. um, and maybe hang outside fresh shops. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. So should we get to verdicts then, Stephen? Sure. All right, if you were going to give us a must-see, recommend with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going caveat. Um, I think this is... Which caveat? Which recommend. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> recommend with a caveat. I, this movie worked for me very well. I think for a debut feature, it has a lot to recommend it in terms of its energy and its style and its commitment to telling one story with kind of a no holds barred attitude. And I think there's some tenderness in here too. There's scenes of uh, the lead character on the phone with an old man, for instance, I thought those were very endearing. There were a few conversations that I thought were really touching in a, in an interesting way. Uh, caveat being immature movie, reckless movie. I'm sure if this were a Netflix series, it would get all sorts of criticism and hate <laughs> to the degree that, other things that deal with suicide in a kind of reckless way have done. I just liken this to the the baby scene in Train Spotting, where it is <laughs> it's showing you a thing that is like on its face horrible, but you just roll with that. Like that's part of the statement that it's making, and you either opt into that or you don't. Yeah, um, I. Yeah, Go with I, your gut. I, no, no. I, mean, I, I was I was trying to think of the statement before my actual rating. My my rating is passed with a caveat, just because I I very. I mean, anytime somebody raises their hand with a question in a Q and A, and they start by saying like, first of all, the film was fantastic. I loved it." No one's ever going to say like, "I thought it was just all right." My question, <laughs> right? Like, no one's going to say that. So, but it definitely seemed like a lot of people vibed on this film, and were super stoked on it. Um, I like the actress slash director slash writer. Um, she has a few other project projects that she's working on. I'm curious to see them. Um, I hope that they come from maybe a more personal place. Um, and not like a physical location. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see where she goes in the future. Um, but I, yeah, this, this film just did not work for me. So sad. It was sad. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that is going to be our review of uh, The Party's Just Beginning um, or The Party's Just Ending. As 
but uh, I was told the party doesn't start till I walk in. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so Stephen Miller, if people want to find you that week, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller, sdavidmiller.com, or one particular overpass above a railroad, which apparently every single person is at any moment if you want to meet them there. So just walk out there, you'll find me. Nice. I mean, technically, they were all there at one moment, and she's just being in that moment anytime she goes there. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, people want to get in touch with me and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> they can do so over at ChristopherMillerLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilTheWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so in Overcast, in Stitcher, in Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Um, music for this episode will come from those same jingles to stuff from the Tribeca Film Festival, so hopefully you're enjoying that. We are going to go take off, do another review for the film. All about Nina. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next review.